for an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. It's Monday. The Monday Waffle is back for another episode. I am somehow hosting this week, Julian Vicentini, and joining me is the Monday Waffle pressure gouge barometer man himself. <laughs> gauge or gouge? It's Adam. gauge. I was going to put it on that for sure. Will DeFulvio. Sure. How you going, mate? I'm well, thanks. Uh, pressure gauge in this room sitting at a nice, cool 90. So Ooh. it's about, below average right now. Let's pump that up to at least 230. Well, the next man about to introduce, the pressure could go through the roof. Daniel Litchens. How you going, mate? Good, Jules. How are you, mate? Very, very, very good. Exciting episode this week. And look, I hate to say it, but... Dream team? <laughs> People have been asking for this dream team on, on our socials. They've asked for the, the Will, Jules and Dan. Yeah. Never Ma- happened. First time it's happened. I think that was you on alternate account. <laughs> Might have been. Might have been. But Jules, we've got a great pod coming up. We'll be talking all results this week, including a two-point thriller between the Royals and the Eagles. Mm. And we uh, talked to, just quietly, the second leading disposal getter in the comp right now, Shane Nelson from West Perth, after they quietly slid into third on the ladder. Yeah, those Falcons, they're doing very well towards the end of the season. Uh, They've got some huge uh, high flyers out there, so they're a good club to be watching at the moment. Absolutely. Let's get into this weekend's results. Now, before we look at this week's match results, Will, mate, you're having a half-time orange there. You, you told me this was the most delicious orange you've ever had. And I, I, I'm going to come clean now. I took a bite of it and it is the most sour thing I've ever tasted, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings. So I was like, oh, this is tangy. It's delicious. <laughs> then you flipped it on me and, and revealed to me that it was a stitch up and you hated the orange. No, and then I look like a fool. Um, so then I was like, well, I've just got to pretend like I like the orange. So now I'm hoeing through these oranges. That I also want to expose you again that your girlfriend cut up for you because <laughs> oh. you're too precious. Oh, no. You're too precious to peel your own orange. Oh no! So yeah, I'm going to eat it. Move well, on. now I'm just throwing on the bus. You peeled me some nice oranges. I just handballed them off to you. So now I'm in big trouble. And yeah. in our first game of the week, we have Claremont versus East Fremantle. It's an absolute blowout. Claremont 14-12-96. East Fremantle seven eleven fifty three. The leading disposal get is Bailey Rogers, of course, getting thirty three for Claremont. And cheeky two goals while he's at it. Lockie Martinez with 32. And Jai Bolton, of course, up there with 29 for East Freo. Carl Baskerville had 34. Cam Early with 24. And in the goals, we spoke about Bailey Rogers, but two men beat him, Callan England and Jake Patmore, both with four for Claremont. For Claremont. And Nick Comer with three for East Freo. And John O'Marsh in his return with 1-3. Good to see him back on the field. And looking at the game at Leaderville Oval on Saturday, it was the Royals versus West Coast. And West Coast got another win, boys, and a two-point win. West yeah. Coast were up by 30-something points during t- the game. And the Royals game crawling back towards the end but couldn't get over the line. So West Coast just scraped away with the win. Looking at the Royals' goal scorers, Young had three, Merritt and Simpson had two each. And for West Coast, Vardy had three goals and Busher kicking at two snags for the game. The lean disposal getters, Angus Scott had 33 for the Royals and Jackson Ramsey at 25. And for West Coast, Jackson Nelson crossed that half-back line had 32. Brayshaw, 28. And Alex Witherden, 26 touches. And then at Steel Blue Oval, Swan Districts managed to essentially solidify their spot in the top five for the rest of the season. But they're not out of the woods yet because... I know, given... Mate, they're in the top five. They have locked in, in their, fifth spot. I, I would not say locked in, though. They've locked in fifth I spot. I wouldn't say that. Cause Stay tuned for our ladder talk. All right, we'll do in the ladder talk. Okay, but the Swan Districts, they uh, got up over Perth. 
kicking 13-13-91 to Perth's 10-7-67. Riley with the three. Fisher and Noble, two apiece for the the Swans. And Kerry with four goals for Perth. Giblet, three. And Byrne, two. A bit of a... Sam Fisher returning to form there with 37 disposals. It's been quite a few weeks since he's had an absolute field day, 37-2 and two for old uh, Sam. It's good. Frank Anderson on 31 disposals. And uh, Cipro on 23. And then for Perth, we have Corey Byrne, 26 disposals. Austin Davis with 22. In our next game, up in Joondalup, we had West Perth dismantle the Peel Thunder. 12-10-82, defeated 8-10-58. Oh, the big names. Tyler Cartel booting seven. And I looked at the scoreline and he booted seven halfway through the third quarter. Amazing part about this game, uh, West Perth did not score a goal in the last quarter. But Tyler didn't Cartel need to. still <laughs> No, they didn't need to, but Tyler Cartel still booted seven. Uh, other goal scorers we had for Peel, Jackson Knight and Tyrone Thorne both kicking two. And the disposal getters, Aaron Black, 33. I mean, how good. And Shane Nelson, 36. Those two are absolute monsters in the midfield for West Perth. And for Peel, we had Taylor Duman with 32 and Ben Hancock with 30. And looking at the game played on Sunday at Leaderville Oval, it was the Lions getting the Chockeys over the reigning Premiers. They won 10 goals, 13, 73 to 4 goals, 5, 29. The Bulldogs only kicking one goal after halftime. The goal scorers for the Lions, Michael Braw had three, Martin had two, and Sokol had two. And for the Bulldogs, it was just the four individual goal scorers. Looking at the disposal getters, Lee Kitchen had 33 for the Lions. Greg Clark had 32. Harrison Marsh, 27. Schloeth had 30 for the Bulldogs. And Pearson had 25 for the Bulldogs. I called up with Subiaco Lions defender Angus Dewar after their victory. This is what he had to say. Congrats on the win. Uh, three wins in a row now against a real premiership contender. Do you feel like the Subiaco Lions hitting some serious form approaching finals? Um, yeah, we, uh, we found out today and in patches that when we do the little things well, we're, uh, we're a good side. Um, some of the best sides, whenever you're playing a good side, you never have it on your terms all day. So to, to stick in, um, hang tough and, and I guess grind away a good win like that today is something really proud of the boys um, and something like just across the board I don't think there was any big standouts and no real passengers so it was, uh, it was good You guys had um, over 40 marks more than South Fremantle today, do you feel like you were in more control for the rest of the day, for the whole day around the ground? Uh, not really I feel like we are on top a lot but um, wouldn't say we were overly in control but um, yeah, I don't know. We, uh, we seem to move the ball pretty well, guys working hard to, to create space. And I think, um, yeah, it's probably what you've seen, the results, yeah, managed to find a bit of space. Um, now, South Korea only kicked one goal after half-time. A lot of work done by the backman today, down back? Uh, not at all. It was a full group effort. Um, if the mids don't play their role, it comes in with, uh, with mayonnaise on it, with a bit of extra pepper. Um, so if they're not playing their role, then uh, we're really put on it. So it was a full-team effort. Um, even um, forwards coming down back just to chop out and come down and lay some pressure. So just across the board, I think we grounded out and, um, yeah, no real big standouts. It's just a team effort, which is uh, one of the ones you're proud of, proud to be a part of. Cool. And just finally, was there any ga- um, pre-game plan going into the match to try to keep quiet Cody Ninyet and Mason Shaw today? Um, again, for them, no real standouts. No one seemed to stamp their authority on the game. Um, I feel like we did a pretty good job defensively, but there was no real set. Let's keep specific players quiet. Let's just do our, our thing as a, as a unit. And I thought we, we executed that really well. 
and Subi still in flying form, even with their ruckman out in Lockie Delahunty. But Louis Putt was up to the challenge. I spoke to him after the game. Well on the win today, mate. You must be absolutely stoked getting up over the Yeah, box. it's good. Like They got us earlier on, like round three or whatever, and like we wanted to get back at them. And like, yeah, it's good. We had Della out. He's in lockdown, so we've had like Big O and stuff. So yeah. What was it like replacing Della in the ruck? Well, a, long, a lot more game time and stuff was hard. Yeah. yeah. He's very key, he's key player of ours, so it's good to get a win without him. Like, Absolutely. But yeah. we do want to get, get him back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you guys and the Bulldogs have been kind of fighting for the top of the ladder for a while now. How big's the lead up to this game? Been? Oh, it's huge. Like, we've been working like just so much like prep into this game and stuff. This is a big one. Yeah. yeah. And how does it feel now? You, it's your debut season in the ruck for league. How's it feel to still be second best when your brother's gone to the Olympics? Yeah, I know, I know. I'm sort of the disappointed child because I got him in the Olympics today. Sister's playing netball really high grade and there's me. But, yeah. No, you did well today, mate. Yeah, cheers, thanks. Now, let's look at the ladder after round 16's footy in the waffle. Subiaco and Claremont sitting on top with percentage just separating them on 40 points. West Perth and South Rio close out third and fourth on 36 points. And Swan Districts on 32 in fifth place. Will, yes. is the top five set in stone? No. Why not? Because it's simple maths. And I'm sitting next to a man with a math degree who's telling me that they're set in stone. And you, so you're telling me it's scientifically possible. Swan Districts are Yeah, let me, get, let me wheel this big whiteboard in and show <laughs> you my thinking. Basically, okay, listen. Realistically speaking, we probably know who, we know who's going to be playing finals, right? We do know, but you've got four teams below the Swans that, with four games to go, four games out of being able to overtake the Swans. If Swans cark it, right, stop playing, lose every game, and let's say East Fremantle start kicking. They're playing finals, the and o- that's possible. That is possible to happen. The only way Swan Districts can't play finals is if all their players just decide to fold tomorrow. It's mathematically possible, yes. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like, oh, we'll, we're I'm not, spending I'm, too much time on this. I'm not standing out of here with the sandwich board around my neck saying the end is nigh, it's Swans math- aren't playing finals. I'm saying that before we started recording, you told me that it was set in stone. It is set in stone. It, it is, is not set in stone. It is set in stone. Set in stone implies, now this is just more of like, this is this is a moot point here. <laughs> set in stone implies this that is nothing not you can do. not good content. Okay, now Will. Set in stone means that there's nothing you can do to change it. It's locked in. If I say to you, Jules, let's get lunch tomorrow, and you say, lock it in, and then you back out, I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> okay, so if it's not set in stone. It's not set in stone, but it's it's very likely that Swans will be playing finals. But so if Swans don't make finals, who makes their, who takes their place? Peel? So Peel have to win every game, and Swans have to lose every game. Um, not necessarily Peel. Well, East Fremantle and East Perth are too far behind in percentage, you'd think. East Fremantle, maybe. The rules are done. But, done. Okay, but if you look forward four games, if Swans lose the next four games and say let East Perth win their next four games, that percentage is going to change. Not that much. Depends how much, though. <laughs> I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looking at the top four. I mean, West Perth quite listened to third. I've said that so many times today, but they have. It's remarkable how they've come back. And looking at I mean, it's a race for sixth. Eagles are coming up. They're on three wins. Peel, East Rio, East Perth, and Perth are all on four wins. Who's going to get sixth place? It's so exciting. Well, <laughs> yeah, you can hear well, it in your voice. <laughs> According to Will, we could have a Steve Bradbury moment here. It's one district's form. All Peel Thunder will come streaming through. I'm deleting this. I'm you're deleting this laugh, section. No, you're leaving it in. I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> in the off chance that they do cake the it. off chance. Right. It, the it, 0.5% chance. In the off chance that they do cake it and Peel make it into the top five, 
I will be wear. I don't know how I'll be wearing this podcast around my neck like a gold medal at the Olympics. Me and Dan, will, me and Dan will eat our hats. We'll just wrap it up with that. I'm and deleting that, this section. And that is the yeah. you're, gonna dele- you're gonna be deleting your hat by the end of this season <laughs> as well. From the studios of ECU, you're listening to the Monday Waffles. We have four-time West Perth club best and fairest and midfield gun at the Falcons, Shane Nelson. Good afternoon, Shane. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, mate. Uh, this weekend's performance, you got a great win over the Peel Thunder. 36 disposals for yourself. How do you think you went? Yeah, it was obviously a, uh, a good win. Obviously, knock off, uh, knock off Peel. Um, they've always got strong, um, you know, strong players playing from in, in some of the Freo guys that come through. Um, but yeah, look, it was good to uh, it was good to, to knock them off and uh, yeah, continue our strong form uh, throughout the season. Yeah, Shane, you're, you're five games clear for finals, and there's only four to go. So what's your what's the mentality heading to the rest of the season? You're gonna maybe just take it easy. Um, oh, it'd be nice. It's nice to have a, have a uh, bit of an easy easier run into finals, but um, no, nah, not at all. I think um, you know forms a forms a funny thing, um, and you can lose it quite quickly. So um, yeah, at, at the moment we're, we're playing some pretty good footy. Um, but yeah, like I said, we, we want to continue that um, and you know push our um, you know push our form in, into finals and, and hopefully go go all the way. Now, after a slow start to the season from West Perth, you've quietly slid into third place on the ladder. How the how are the boys travelling? Um, yeah, look, we, we, we spoke about that. Uh, obviously, uh, start of the year was um, you know wasn't a great start. Um, you know, we're playing some okay footy in patches, but um, we lacked the consistency. Um, and yeah, look, we just sort of over the last few weeks, we've uh, yeah, kind of took the switch and started to um, yeah, started to play some good footy. Um, we had a bit of a late start to pre-season as well, which which uh, which didn't help. Um, so yeah, look, we've been able to start to get the get the motor running now, and um, yeah, hopefully we can continue that going forward. Yeah, you're heading into the the more exciting part of the season now. How's everyone's bodies holding up? Any uh, any quiet little injuries rearing their ugly head? Uh, I can't really give you guys too much, you know that. Um, you, know, you know how this works. Yeah, um, but no, no, everyone's um, yeah, everyone's uh, at full health um, pretty much at the moment. We've got a few guys that are pushing for selection. Um, our vice captain in Blake Willem and and one of our um, one of our prime movers in Trent Manzone um, are looking to come back um, from injury over the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, we've actually uh, we've actually already told them both they're probably playing in reserves. Oh. Um, yeah, Blake took it pretty well, but Trent is pretty upset about it. He's actually threatened to already leave the club. So <laughs> um, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that's going to go down. But um, yeah, look, hopefully next couple of weeks we'll get them back, and yeah, we'll have a continue to to have some solid form. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I mean, you're talking about these big names coming back, but it seems like you've already got a stack lined up already. I mean, yourself and Blackie in the midfield, and you got. Tyler Cartel, Bernie Naylor's already in the bag for that one, and Keegan not kicking goals up forward. You must be feeling pretty confident going into the last four games. Yeah, we've um, yeah we relied a lot, a lot of our um, you know, young fellas coming through and performing well. Um, you know the the improvement of guys like Connor Lynch, Tristan Hobley, uh, Mitchell Pearce, um, Tom Boys is coming as well, and um, you know obviously losing Connor West in the midfield. I mean, I'm sure a lot of guys that are, would have wrote, wrote us off. Um, but um, you know, for him to come in and, and have an impact straight away, and and yeah, like I said, the, those those young guys that have been in the system for a while now and are starting to really hit their straps um, and play some really good footy for us. So yeah, we'll back ourselves in. Doesn't matter who we you know who's in in the side. Um, you know, the 22 that play each week is is the team that we're going is our best team for that week, and 
um, you know, we'll, we'll attack that game um, as it comes. Having a great season so far. Now, looking at you personally, you've currently on 407 disposals for the season, sitting second. I know we talk about team performance, but how do you think you're travelling personally, mate? You're having a pretty solid season. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been all right. I'll, I'll keep it uh, pretty cliche, but, um, yeah, look, it's been, a, it's been an okay start. Probably started a little bit slow. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, pl- I'm playing a bit of second fiddle at the moment to Blackie, who's over the last six weeks has just taken his game to another level. So it's been nice to sit back and, and just play, play a... Um, a lighter role and, and um, you know, help him out where I can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, you know, personal form is, 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 is great. Um, but, yeah, it certainly helps when, when you, the game you're playing is, is, you know, fast-paced football and, you know, that's, you know, that suits my game quite nicely. So, yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, still plenty of time left in the, in the year to, to hopefully, you know, have a good run into finals. And speaking of Blackie now, I mean, you're sitting second in disposals. He's sitting third. Do you guys reckon you're stealing sandover votes off each other, mate? <laughs> um, well, the, I, I, I don't, um, I don't normally poll too well in, in the old sandover. I haven't polled too well the last few years. Um, but uh, yeah, Blackie, Blackie prides himself on 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 getting votes. Um, he, he loves a vote. He's always chatting to the umpires and, and making sure they're, they're on good terms. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, look, no, not not really, mate. Yeah, it's, it's all, um, you know, we're there to to have success as a, as a team. Um, we've been lucky enough to to taste Premiership success, um, you know, probably almost ten years ago now. So we're really trying to drive this group forward and and um, and yeah, hopefully you know claim a Premiership before you know our time's up. Yeah, well, Shane, I reckon this season might be the one that you uh, get a few more of those uh, votes on the board, mate. But we had a quick uh, whip around your stats uh, before we started the interview. We noticed you had a cheeky one career hit out. <laughs> Do you reckon you're in danger of getting another one this weekend, or just a few more before season's over? Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Where, I honestly don't know where that came from either. It might have been. It might have just been a short thrown or something, and I've just managed to get a fingernail to it or something. But. Um, yeah, look, I, it would be nice to, uh, to to still able to have that third man up. Um, that helped. Uh, that helped trying to get a, a few few outs. But I'm no, um, you know, I'm no big man. So yeah, and I, I can't really jump either. So I don't think there's going to be any any hit outs coming too soon. I might have to start nominating for the rock in the forward fifty. Um, <laughs> yeah, try and try and get another one. Yeah, pump those numbers up. <laughs> now, uh, Shane, I just saw on recently on social media. Congratulations to you and your partner Anita expecting a baby in January. So first off, congratulations yep. on oh, that, mate. You. Yeah, cheers. Um, when are you going to start pre-season training in your in your little young one? <laughs> um, oh, hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll give him a few months to settle in, um, and then yeah, it'll be uh, be straight. You'll be straight back into it for him. Um, but um, yeah, look, I, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the the challenge of uh, adult uh, major adult life. Um, that's the next step in it. Um, but yeah, I'm also looking forward to. There seems to be a lot of excuses going around why guys can't get to training that have kids. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to pulling that card out, and uh, yeah, hopefully you know hopefully starting preseason in late February, early March, and, and then heading into the season from there. Um, yeah, it seems to be the way to, the way to do it. Mate, it's very exciting, and your future is looking bright. But looking towards the immediate future, um, I mean, everyone all season has been talking about the top three sides: Claremont, Subi, South Frio. You guys have very quietly slid into third with your massive run of wins. Um, you got Subi next week. You got South Frio later in the season. How do you feel you're shaping up against those Premiership contenders? Yeah, look, we've, we we feel as if you know we can we can certainly challenge them. Um, yeah, we, we challenged South Fremantle in the in the first uh, in the first game of the year. Um, and you know we've had a bit of time to to get our structures and, and everything up and running since then. 
Um, again, lost to Subiaco in uh, probably a Greg Clark uh, goal in, in the in the fight, in the dying minute. Um, you know, got them over the line against us um, a while back, and, and and managed to to beat Claremont after they you know absolutely thumped us in the uh, in in the first game we played against them. So, you know, we, we probably you know we we probably gained a bit of confidence over the over the last few weeks that that says that we can match it with the best teams, and um, you know we we have no doubt that um, we play the best footy that we can and, and play like we have in the last you know six six weeks or so that um, we'll certainly be able to match it with the with the best sides. Awesome. Uh, that game is at 2.10 next Saturday at Leadable Oval against the Lions. Shane Nelson, thank you very much for coming on the pod this week. Really appreciate your time and best of luck for the rest of the season. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. If you're loving the Monday Waffle podcast, make sure you head to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Monday Waffle for more awesome content. And while you're there, give us a like. Now, let's fast forward to round 17 action in the waffle. We're going to get Dan and Will's tips now. First game is on Saturday, 2.10 at New Choice Homes Park. It's the East Fremantle Sharks versus Swan Districts. Will, mate, who are you dipping? <laughs> going to have to go for the Sharks. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and we'll leave it there, it's Dan. It's the Swan Districts, mate. They're going to win. Swan Districts there. Uh, the next game at David Gray's Arena down in Mandra, also 2.10 on Saturday. Peel Thunder versus South Fremantle. Dan? I think this will be a good game. I think uh, South is going to take it out, though. Will? Yeah, I'll back you in uh, there, Dan. I reckon it's going to be the Bulldogs as well. Also at 2.10 on Saturday, the Demons versus West Coast. Boys, your tips? I think West Coast. I'm pretty sure Perth have lost six in a row, and the Eagles are looking in good form after the win on the weekend. So I'm going to tip the Eagles. Eagles have been in good form ever since Vozo came out and said they don't care about the waffle. That is true. Actually, we did a whole segment on that. Yeah. So Maybe he listened to the Monday waffle. Was that a bit of a double bluff? Was he like, I don't care if we win. And then he went in there and was like, guys, now we have to win. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. I reckon it was Luke Shuey, though. Uh, Subi and West Perth. Jules, let's throw to you. Who do you reckon is going to win? Ooh, be a massive game at Leadable Oval. I am tipping the Falcons. I know yeah. Subiaco are playing well. Falcons are showing some great form at the moment. I reckon they'll get over the top and it'll be a nail-biter. i have to say the Lions on this one. I'm actually torn. I reckon this could be game of the week. That's going to be a hot game. I'm going to go Subi, though. I mean, we Subi. said that about Subi South Korea, and then Subi ended up wiping the floor. So, Do we keep cursing these teams? Maybe. The wonderful VO curse. And we carry on to another Sunday game down at Leadville Oval again. It is the Royals against Claremont. Dan, do the Royals stand any chance? Yes, I think they do. But on the sodden track, that will be a second-day Leadville Oval. Um, I think Claremont are going to take it out. Mathematically speaking, it is possible. However, <laughs> Claremont are going to take this one out, I reckon. And that is our tips round 17 in the waffle. Guys, that brings us to the end of another week here at the Monday Waffle. It's been a whirlwind. We've laughed, we've cried, we've loved, we've taught each other things. And thank you so much for that, Will. Do you want to speak? I would love to. Please check us out on our social medias at The Monday Waffle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you've got any feedback for us, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Except for this week. I reckon this week was... <laughs> give us a break. <laughs> well, the one thing taught me, the pressure definitely did not go through the roof. Yeah, we did. I, I was going to do, uh, do rolling pressure gauges for each segment, but maybe I'll just like kind of edit that in afterwards. Or you can edit this bit out. Yeah, that's actually a lot easier. <laughs> you can listen to us on all your podcast streaming platforms. We're on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Or 
or come on down to Building 6 at Mountain Lord ECU. On a Monday. On a Monday. You might get lucky and right? we'll be recording. Message us uh, on Instagram and say, hey, and sit in, we'll do a live session with a few punters if you want. Any any players, coaches, family members want to come down and see what goes on behind the scenes here at the Monday Waffle. I mean, I won't be here next week, but I'm sure someone else Please will Please don't take Waterfall View seriously. See you next week, guys. Strap your ankles. Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting.